And g'day there and welcome to my shed bar here for the very first edition of the Duck Shed podcast broadcasting through Blue Collar Media from my actual bar out here in Blue Collarville. Now it won't surprise any of you that I spend most Friday nights at this bar either with a couple of mates having a few beers um, but in light of everybody at the moment just staying at home I've been here alone and just talking to mates on the phone. So we usually just talk nothing but shit and basically, you know, how we can change the world as mates often do over the phone um, with a couple of beers in hand. So I thought, wouldn't it be great if we could record these Friday nights and uh, turn them into a podcast? And I thought, you know, how good would it be? So Friday night sessions whilst we're sitting at the bar and then we'll just turn them into a podcast that everyone can tune into. So over the next few months, every Friday night, I'll record the Duck Shed podcast. Each week I'll chat with people that you know, but also some people that you may never have heard of, but they're a character all the same. Now, there should be a bit of fun and a distraction of what's going on in the world right now, that is for sure. Now, to kick things off, I thought we could get hold of a household name. Now, he's not only a household name here in Australia, but also right across the globe. A bloke who has never heard of the term political correctness and a bloke who has made plenty of radio announcers and TV presenters very nervous prior to interviews. He absolutely has no regard for the term don't swear, we're on the air. A bloke who doesn't really need an introduction, a very busy man as well and I'm pretty sure we've interrupted him at the moment because he's in the middle of filming his new um, all-male pornographic movie. Kevin does Dougie, Dennis and Peter. Kevin Bloody Wilson, g'day mate. How you going, mate? Thought it was good to talk to you again, Ducky. What you up to? Oh, mate, we will, mate. Well, I'm just... I know what you're fucking up to. You just told me. <laughs> exactly right. I'm sitting at my boat. Actually, while I got you, I'll just crack one. You might have heard that, Kevin. I'm sure. How are you going there with the lemon squash in quarantine? Um, no, I've enjoyed a few years. In fact, I've made the most of it, and I think a lot of people are getting uh, doing shit that you know that you know, the stuff that they're doing. Jeez, mate, you might have to hold that phone up somewhere, mate. Today, Oh, sorry. We're off to a great start, mate. You were very patchy there, mate. You might have to hold that phone up. Oh, he's dropped out and everything now. So this is live, so we'll call him back, which I can do here on the phone. We'll do that right now. What a great start to our Shed podcast. It's pretty real, and we don't... We don't stop and start. We'll just get back into it. So let's just try and get Kev back on the line. This is one of his best ever. He's actually said to me he would... Here we go. We've got him again. You're there, mate. Yeah, you're there, mate. Pay your bill. Fair dink. It's embarrassing. I know you've been in quarantine for a couple of weeks, but surely you can get on and pay a bill. I know, but I've got... Got a couple of bucks from the Pommy tour. They won't accept it over here. Yeah, no, fair enough, mate. And you, you've been in... Geez, it's a shit line. I mean, seriously, where are you? Uh, I'm in my bar at home at uh, Dillygap HQ. Yeah, no. Western Australia. <laughs> Western Australia. No, fair enough, mate. All good. So, mate, you've, you've actually been in quarantine, haven't you? Because um, you were in the UK and then did the big dash home and had to lock yourself up for 14 days, which would be the quickest locked-up term you've had, I reckon. That <laughs> was... It was hard time, I can tell you. I was with the missus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they, re- they re- do reckon the divorce um, the divorce rate is uh, going to go up over the next couple of months, mate. Don't worry about that. But how- No, I just, I'll tell you, though, Duck, I, she's been treating me really nice. Like, even when I woke up this morning, she had a big pillow over my head to stop me getting coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And, mate, I mean, look, I mean, how's isolation, uh, isolation been for you, mate? Is there... 
Has there been a mad panic to the supermarket to grab all the Vaseline off the shelves in Woolworths? Or? <laughs> no, that's all gone. <laughs> but I've I, I got to tell you, these idiots that are out there buying rolls and rolls and toilet over, aren't they fucking ignorant pricks? Oh, mate, it, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and, and when they work it out, they'll be taking it back down and get a refund as long as it hasn't been used. Well, I can tell you what they should be stocking up is in condoms because you don't want them cunts breeding, do we? They're <laughs> fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly right, mate. We certainly don't want them breeding at all. Mate, look, just a bit of a story on you. I mean, as a, as a boy, a young bloke, well, you grew up in Kalgoorlie, didn't you? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I, I loved there as a young fella and uh, when I had my first adventure out of, out of home and uh, I've always considered Kalgoorlie my hometown primarily because uh, that's where my wife is from and when we left Kalgoorlie uh, I left with a with an amazing wife and, and two beautiful kids so I was uh, uh, yeah very very much I feel that Kalgoorlie is my hometown what, what were you like as a boy like were you the like the original little Johnny or what was the guy there in school and stuff uh, uh, oh, well I wasn't interested in school in all, all fairness and I uh, uh, I was more. I was listening to music in my head the whole time. You know, I don't know whether I was crazy or whether it's just a passion or, or, or an addiction. But I, I was always listening to music and imagine myself playing guitar, which I, I didn't pick up till I was about fourteen. I couldn't afford one. Uh, so yeah, I was always music driven and always, always duck. I would listen to the comedy songs on the radio. You know, uh, Stan Freeberg goes back all those years. Uh, uh, just you know, novelty type songs, and I love that stuff. So, and that's what sort of uh, ignited the passion, I suppose. Hey, what was your first job? Did you have a, like a normal job at some point in the beginning? You would have done like everybody else. What were you doing there apart from breaking in the cars and stuff? Probably. <laughs> I had shitloads of jobs, and, and again, look back at the time. Oh, that how embarrassing! I just got fired from another job. But now, with with hindsight, you look back and think. Thank you for pointing me in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's all worked out well. I, I now pursue my hobbies for, for, a, for a living. Mate, you were in the UK. I mean, how are you surprised at how many people in the UK get your, your sort of humour and, and what you do? Because you're fairly popular over there, aren't you? You've done them live albums as well. And um, I've got to say, just on the albums, I think Cowgirlie Love Songs is probably one of my favourites, mate, at... Uh, and, and apart from the old, <laughs> apart from the old Christmas song you've written as well, but are you surprised at just how the people in England um, get what you do? Uh, well, I I never thought that it that it ever grow to the the point that it has. Um, it was Billy Connolly that first contacted me. We had the same promoter in Australia, and I was fairly new to it. And all of a sudden, I'm I've got the same promoter that promotes Billy Connolly and Elton John and all of those names. I'm like, shit, how did I get here? Yeah. And uh, but Billy uh, came to me uh, at one of his concerts afterwards. He said, oh, your, "Your manager, uh, our promoter, has given me some of your cassettes, two of your cassettes." He said, "You should take this shit to England." He said, "They will love this over there." So I took his advice, and uh, and Billy really looked after me in those early days as well. Like uh, when I got there. Uh, we had the same promoter in England, like the territorial promoter over there. Uh, and he also lent me his uh, truck with all his sound equipment and his tour manager for three months. So uh, it made me very, very welcome over there. And uh, I'm forever grateful for that. But uh, and that's, that's over 31 years ago when I first made my uh, trip over there. And I've been going back about every second year since. 
Yeah, it's unbelievable. What, what was he like, Billy Connolly? I mean, would have been. I think that's my phone going off here. I'll put that on silent. We're all about professionalism here. And yeah, well, I, I, I made the same blue because we do a, a live uh, stream from Facebook. Uh, we started that a couple of weeks ago. So uh, you're running with the front runners on that stuff, Duck. Mm. <laughs> you're uh, you entrepreneurial or, or at least uh, recalibrating how we deliver our stuff these days. Yeah, so, yeah. But no. uh, again, uh, with, with the Billy thing, he uh, he's a good man, a bloody good man. Very intelligent fella. He's right into art and all that sort of stuff, whereas um, I suppose I am in a way. I, I love Aboriginal art. Yeah, I no. I've Indigenous art. I've been collecting it all my life since I first toured Australia. Yeah, no. So uh, but, but Billy's into the uh, the pretty stuff because that's what he grew up with. Yeah, no, but, all right. Yeah, good man and a good family man as well. Yeah, look, I'll be honest with you. You can see this is my first um, Facebook live stream because apparently we've got the camera around the wrong way. We, should, we could try and turn that around while we're doing it because people are uh, sending me messages saying, you're a fucking idiot, turn your camera around. So I'm not sure what's <laughs> going on there, but we'll do that while we're, while we're at it. Because, oh, mate, this is, I'm a novice at this sort of stuff, as I guess you would be too because you're usually uh, you're performing on stage all around the place and the clubs and all the big places overseas and now all of a sudden you're doing stuff on the bloody on your phone. How are you going but, uh, with it? I'm I'm settling into it. Uh, seriously, our uh, setup at home is simply my uh, iPhone 11 and a, a, a ring light that cost me about 50 bucks a couple of years ago. That's it. And, and I just in my guitar room because I've, I've always collected guitars as well. Uh, so yeah, it's very very economical and very very budget. Uh, driven, but at the same time, uh, you know, we'll grow with it, and I'm, I'm sure that you will as well, Ducky. I think you're, uh, you, you know, you've got a handle on this sort of shit. So you know, you're going, you're going to make it work, and I know that the people that follow you absolutely love you. So um, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. The trouble is, I mean, I make it a, a paving brick look like an iPad. You know what I mean? Like I'm not that bright, Kevin. <laughs> but anyway, I can't even, can't even film on the phone properly. But that's all right. We'll get there. But uh, <laughs> that's okay. But but mate, I mean, it's unbelievable where you, how long you, you've come with it. I mean, you're obviously were, a, you're obviously a very good musician, and you have some good musicians hanging around with you as well. Like because you take all the, you know, the lyrics out of it, it's pretty good music. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I mean, I've just got to put this phone on silent because people are driving me mad on the text here, mate. So I'll just click that on tell silent. To, tell I'll them, give tell that them to my daughter, off. Courtney. To, <laughs> Courtney, you take charge oh, of that phone. Sorry, uh, Courtney, I didn't mean to say fucking. No, no, yet. no, that's okay, mate. No, that's all right. We should tell people that it is an R-rated show here tonight. But mate, where did where did where did the inspiration come from to do the sort of stuff that you do? I mean, it's pretty it's pretty unique. I mean, it's you just sit back and think, you know what? I could just take the piss out of everything. Yeah, well, I've always felt that anyway. Um, you know, political correctness, uh, I've managed to leapfrog that my entire life. And uh, there's a couple of ways we can go with discussing political correctness. I reckon with what's happening at the moment, uh, the world is going to recalibrate. I hope this doesn't sound fucking intellectual or whatever, but I believe the world's going to recalibrate. And one of the things that we'll get rid of uh, when it does recalibrate it's fucking political correctness because everybody and everybody plus everybody else is sick to fucking death of political correctness and how people can get sacked for uh, making a sexual innuendo well that happens for fuck's sake you know you you can't just you know get rid of people because they certainly you know if it's out of order apologize and don't do it again because you fit the wrong subject or talk about it and so uh, that's going to go, and all, all the uh, 
all the oxygen that is given to people like the fucking Me Too movement and the, those fucking idiot, uh, what are they, the, the vegans, for fuck's sake. You know, <laughs> the vegans. I, uh, <laughs> I, I think they're going to get the flick as well, through, you know, when, when the whole thing comes down to, you know, when the dust is cleared and the world's recalibrated itself, we're not going to take any notice of those fucking idiots, yeah, nor well, should we. Well, I've got to say, apparently, from what I've read, that this uh, the virus has at least cured climate change for the moment, which is good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fixed it up. <laughs> well, I've been through all that shit, too, in my years on the planet. Like, uh, I remember talking about the ozone layer in the, uh, when was that, maybe the early 70s, mid-70s or whatever, they're talking and everybody's panicking about yeah. The ozone layer, and I used to say to me, mate, don't fucking worry about the ozone layer. It'll go away. Mm. And it fucking has. Yeah, what happened to the ozone layer? I mean, it's it, gone away. It's just filled up. <laughs> Wasn't it a hole in the, in the atmosphere or something? <laughs> we all got... Oh, that's, yeah. I think like a pressure cooker it just pissed off out the top. I don't know how that shit works, but it was just, uh, again, to make people feel uncomfortable and, and anxious. So, uh, and, and I think that's all coming to a head now because of, what is going on? We're uh, we're we're put to the test, and we have to, uh, you know, while the world's recalibrating, we have to recalibrate ourselves and think. Hang on a sec. Am I am I a good bloke? Am I a good dad or a, a good mum? A good brother, sister, and so that we we will recalibrate ourselves. And I think those of us with any amount of intelligence are going to come out of it better people. Mate, have you seen? Well, mate, I hope you're right. I think you might be right. I think it's certainly going to turn business back to the eighties and nineties when you got to get off your ass and. Do a day's work to get a quid. I mean, that's that's what has to happen. But uh, mate, have you seen in all the years you, you've been doing this for a while? Have you seen like your audience change? I mean, it would have been you know originally just you know is it, is it a mixture of blokes and sheilas or what, what's the go there? Oh, very much so. Now I'd, I'd say uh, at least forty to forty five percent of the audience would be women. Yep, and it's not unusual these days to see three generations of the same family coming to the show, not just the blokes, you know, it might be Nana, um, daughter and granddaughter would be out on a girls' night because uh, my daughter too is with me, Jenny Taylor from Australia, so she, she puts a gender balance into the show. Mm. But uh, and she's also got her own uh, streaming show on twice a week as well. I should have got to hear this. I should have got to hear that now to fix up the camera for me when I started. <laughs> she, she knows more about that shit than we do, mate. I can give you the mail. She... Uh, She's on, but I'm still getting used to this fucking decimal currency. (laughs) (laughs) Keeping up with fucking computers. Oh, mate, I'm hopeless, mate. I'm lucky I've got a very smart daughter here who does all that stuff for me because I haven't got a clue. But um, but anyway, at all. So, mate, so you're obviously not a fan of political correctness. So we've established that. That, No, absolutely. I never have been, I never subscribe to it. It's just a. I mean, two of my songs, I actually make mention that if it's political, it's not fucking correct. Yeah, no, fair enough. Do you, you reckon you'd ever run into run for politics, mate? How do you reckon you'd go there? No, fuck that. No, the reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, nor would I, because uh, those tricks take themselves too seriously. My life's pretty uh, stress-free because of uh, my kryptonite is a word called dilly-gap, which mm. is a military word. Uh, yep. Dilly Gap is an acronym for do I look like I'll give a fuck. Yep. And the truth is I don't. <laughs> I don't. I just worry about shit that matters, you know, family, first, second and third, and everything else is a bonus. Yeah, no, fair enough, mate. <laughs> it certainly comes across. So, mate, when this is over, is there any plan for for a bit of a tour here in Australia once we get through all this stay-at-home stuff? Um, yeah, um, I haven't sort of 
thought too much about it because uh, uh, we've been told uh, through our Australian promoter that uh, we don't look like uh, uh, theatres and, and venues could be as much as, much as five months away. Mm. So that which is uh, August, and that uh, you know, so you've got to do something in the meantime, and that's exactly what I'm doing with my. Um, my live streaming on Wednesdays and Sunday. Yeah, that's the go, mate. And if anyone's uh, listening to this, you need to tune into that because it's pretty funny and uh, it's very raw. Uh, but, mate, no, all very, very good. You are right. I mean, this, you know, on a serious side of it, this has absolutely stuffed the entertainment industry at the minute and uh, no live shows, no concerts, you know, all the artists are at home trying to do exactly what you're doing. Yeah, but it's a, we're not the only ones, though, Doug. Mm. You know, everybody else has got their own problems and issues that, that's, uh, that's been forced in their faces because of it. And, again, a, a lot of people are, are going to get seriously hurt, but also uh, a lot of people are working their way around it, you know, people working from home and stuff like that. Yeah, even, no. even, the, even the fucking Jehovah's Witnesses are sending me, <laughs> <laughs> sending me fucking texts now. It's knock, knock, don't fucking open it. Oh, mate, they're feeding. Yeah, I mean, the old sale on push bikes would be down a little bit as well with them blokes off the road. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and fucking funny undies. Oh, yeah, no, bugger that, mate. And, mate, what about an album? Anything coming up? I know you've been working on a couple of songs. You actually gave me a bit of a demo, one earlier um, when we were talking on the phone. Um, if anyone could write a song about this virus, it's you. So there's going to be some stuff that people can look forward to, yeah? Actually, I'm going to debut this song on Sunday. Um, it's uh, one I'm sort of putting together at the moment. It's called the Panic and Wanker Virus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Hang on, I've, I've got it over here. I'm in that room again. I just wanted to get away from the aircon because yep. they make a lot of noise through the. Uh, hang on, I'll read a bit of it for you as a poem, but it will be, have a medley and a backing to it. On a particularly slow news day, seen see someone sneeze in China while a journo halfway around the world was sipping a corona. When a rush of shit come to his brain and two fingers started typing, just beef it up and pat it out, and whammo, we got a virus. And we all know that bad news travels fast, and the media knows that too. And faster than the speed lies, the story's front-page news. TV, radio, internet, that's all they talked about. And out of nowhere came the rumour, there's going to be a dunny paper drought. <laughs> they started shopping trolley stock car races, ploughing through the aisles, piled high with sphincter polish and pads, sheer panic in their eyes. No whole barred martial arts screaming, we're all going to die. The day the world came down with the panic and wanky virus. <laughs> and I, and I, I, was working, I was working on the next verses. A stampede of stupidity, pure greed and nothing else like a plate of fucking human locusts, stripping all the shelves, grabbing all the dunny paper piled high in shopping cart. Not only are they stupid, they're fucking dead set arse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good, mate. Very good. You tell me if it was a bit over the top. No, 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 oh, mate. I, mate, I'm not here to tell you it's over the top at all, mate. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I was going to ask you what Kevin Bloody Wilson would do if he was invisible for a day. So obviously, he'd be just sneaking to the shopping centres and grab the toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> what would I do? I had never thought of that. Uh, I, I don't know whether I want to be invisible, but uh, I wouldn't mind fucking X-ray eyes sometimes. I, I live on the coast in Western Australia, and I. And because all the gyms are closed, uh, all the little gym bunnies 
trotting up and down the, the, the road and uh, across the the the, uh, the boardwalk out front of my house. And I just fucking, it's like seriously, it's like Victoria's Secret fucking catwalk across the road from sun up to sundown in a places. Hey, you you can only wank so many times. A day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, mate, we won't let you go. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I feel sorry for your missus, mate, fair dig. And what are the neighbours like next door? Are they happy to be living next year? No, they've both sold up years ago. <laughs> they can't get them. They're just dilapidated old houses, man. They can't much to live next to me. Oh, uh, but a bit like the old, uh, bit like that old Bondi song, Live Next Door to Alan. That was another one of your greats as well. <laughs> All right, mate, we'll, we'll let you go. Thanks, mate. Thanks very much for being part of our first. Um, shed podcast it might be the last after all of that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, if they don't like it. Fuck them. Oh, very good, mate. All right, well, mate, very good of you to join us, mate. We'll let you get back to um, opening up them jars of asso and uh, and we'll talk to you soon, mate. <laughs> With these, uh, what, what is the distance? Six one and a half meters. <laughs> A good wank day, I can still hit them from there. <laughs> Oh, mate. All right. Well, Christ knows how much trouble I'm in here. Wait, good luck to you. So Sundays and Wednesdays on your Facebook page, jump on and you can check out a bit of live stream with you. Eh? Hopefully you do a better job than, than I did at the start with the camera around the right way. Hey, good on you, Duck. Well, um, again, I'm, I've, this is the, probably the most enjoyable interview I've done in 35 years because I can actually be myself. Yeah, no, the good stuff, mate. It might be the last one I ever do. So I hope you enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, well, well. <laughs> It's the first for both of us. Good on you, mate. Good on you. You too, mate. Talk to you soon, eh? Thanks, Doc. See you, buddy. See you, mate. And there he is, Kevin Bloody Wilson. And there he was. How good was that? Well, that is our first podcast. Don't forget, if you want to send us an email and complain, because I'm tipping we'll get a few, you can just go to bluecollarmedia.com.au, click on contact and send an email. Certainly do reply to those as well. But we do uh, thank you for tuning in. This is a bit of a first for me, as you would have seen from the camera angle at the beginning, uh, doing live streams. But I thought on a Friday night, we used to watch the footy. There's not much to do, so we thought, why not do um, something a bit different? And usually, I'm sitting, like I said earlier, we're sitting around this bar here uh, with a couple of mates just shooting the breeze and, you know, telling, you know, talking, saying, you know, talking about things like how, better, how much better we could run the world. And uh, But these days, I've got to ring mates up on the phone and get them on, so I thought, why not turn it into a podcast? So I hope you enjoyed that. Thanks very much for tuning in. We'll post that podcast link up at the usual places as well as our uh, Facebook page and website. Uh, but until next week, if there is a next week after that, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go and have a few beers, I reckon, and um, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching if you're doing that on Facebook. Uh, and thanks for downloading the podcast and supporting what we get up to out here. It's going to be a long six months, I can tell you. Anyway, hopefully we'll be around to do it all again next week. We'll see you then.